0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is Friday, March 11th, and I hope that your week is going well. We've got uh, yesterday, not such a good day on Wall Street, but maybe today we can bounce back a little bit. We'll look at that more in just a moment when we get Dave on the line. Before we do that, though, let's just remember, there's only one thing that you and I have any control over. We can't control Russia or Ukraine or what's happening over there. We can't even control what's happening in Washington, D.C. or the economy or the markets. However, there's one thing you can't control, and that's how much risk you have in your current portfolio. The problem is if you don't know how much risk you have, how do you know that you're in the right place for this circumstance we're in right now? That's why we developed the core retirement design so that we can help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863 three eight two zero zero three seven to schedule your core retirement design. With that, we got Dave coming up
1: next. Seven tree that... there. I am morning Dave. It's eight forty one. 19 here before 9. Time check in and see what's going on in Wall Street this morning. Yesterday was kind of interesting. It was an off day, but given the size of the increase we had the day before, we're actually across 48 hours net positive, and things ain't looking too bad this morning either. Let's try to flesh everything out with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. He's on the phone this morning. Philip, how are you today?
0: Hey, I'm doing well. Happy Friday. It is uh, the end of a uh, very volatile week. And the question is, how can we end up? Can we end up green or will it still be red?
1: Uh, I'm kind of hoping for green. Yesterday was red. I was mentioning that, you know, given the big bump that we had up the day before, 112 down on the Dow, 18 and a half down on the S&P, and 126 down on the NASDAQ, uh, we only gave back about maybe half to a third of what we gained the day before. I call that a two-day net positive, wouldn't you?
0: I absolutely would. And so it would be nice if we could finish off this week uh, uh, with an uptick. I don't know that we can get positive for the week, but but it sure would be nice to to end up uh, uh, maybe a little pink instead of uh, where we're at right now.
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree with you on that. We've kind of got a war of projections going on this morning between two different parties, both of whom supposedly command some respect. Goldman Sachs put out a statement this morning saying they're cutting their projection for the United States gross domestic product forecast a full point below the consensus. Remember, we got the first look at it. About a week or so ago, they're saying that re- the odds of a recession off of this little tiff that we're having with Russia over their war in the Ukraine, uh, they're saying the odds of a recession are as high as 35 percent, which isn't good news. So Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary and former chairman of the Fed, says, yeah, we're going to get some crummy inflation for this year. But she says, heck no, no recession. So depends upon who you want to believe what the future looks like, doesn't it?
0: Well, that's right. And let's face it, it's not on who you believe. It's what happens between now and the end of the year, right? I mean, that's the proof. And uh, it doesn't matter what anybody says is going to happen. It's going to be when we get to the end of the year, and look backwards, what did happen and uh, how painful is it going to be in either case.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the inflation could be out of control if Yellen's right. Uh, if we get inflation under control, and the Federal Reserve's going to start their measures on that next week when they meet, uh, we could be looking at a recession. So it, it could go, like you said, either way. And it kind of it, makes it advisable for anybody looking at retirement to be planning on uh, stabilizing things to the point where you're kind of insulated from either eventuality.
0: That's right, man. If you are, especially if you are anywhere five years out from retirement, man, this is some, some tumultuous times for you. And, and you need to make sure you've got the risk right within your portfolio. There's too much risk could make you uh, work a couple more years, actually.
1: Actually, very well could. Yeah, <laughs> it happened to me after the '08 recession, so I get it completely. Uh, other things going on today: we've got a very slow day as far as macro news is concerned. The economy uh, is going to get some sort of a bump off of the University of Michigan consumer sentiment number, but that doesn't come out until 10 a.m. Uh, we've got the uh, Senate passing the budget, the uh, the extension onto the federal ability to borrow money. Every year we talk about that. Every few months they get to the point and we play chicken with it up until the final dog is hung. And <laughs> we didn't even notice it in the process of Ukraine. Isn't it amazing how the market doesn't get obsessed over dumb stuff when they've got other things to worry about?
0: Well, that definitely seems to be the case, doesn't it? Because otherwise you and I would have been talking about it all week long. But uh, who even knew it was up for a vote?
1: Yeah, I've always been impatient with the market reaction to the thing, only on the grounds that we all know that they're going to extend the debt ceiling. We all know they're going to end up extending the ability to spend money. They're going to wait until the 11th hour every time to do it. This time, we were distracted by the Ukrainian situation, rightfully so. The Congress managed to do it. Markets didn't even notice. It's amazing. It really is kind of a study in abnormal psychology. It's what we get excited by at any given time. The the markets.
0: That's right. You know, it is an emotional up and down, and that's uh, our emotions do a lot of the controlling of what's happening in the marketplace.
1: Absolutely. The way the uh, war is going over in Ukraine, we're going to have some new sanctions and some new measures clamped down on Russia today. And you're saying it basically boils down to a full economic boycott of the country now.
0: That, that seems to be what the headline said that I saw. And unfortunately, I can't put my hands back on it. I saw it earlier this morning.
1: The one thing I know that is going to happen is we 're going to have a formal uh, a formal redesignation today uh, removing Russia from our most favored nation trading status list, which kind of struck me as a fait complete we 're not buying their oil we 're not talking to their banks. that sounds like pretty much not most favored nation to begin with, but redesignating it does make a difference in terms of tariff protection and the like as well so if we cut off trade completely well. Okay, fine. Vlad, have some fun and try to sell your oil elsewhere, I guess, right?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's still going to put pressure on us. I mean, there, there's – I don't know. There's a lot of stuff we do get from Russia, but oil is definitely one of them.
1: Absolutely. It's a primary export of Russia. It's about the only thing they've got that they've got in abundance. And I found it kind of interesting. You and I were talking before we went on the air. It looks like we're actually coping – and the world is coping with the uh, interruption of the flow coming out of Russia because the oil prices are actually settling down a little bit, aren't they?
0: They are, surprisingly. Um, you know, they've dropped significantly down uh, below 110 just slightly above $105 a barrel right now.
1: And while it may be kind of culture shock for us to be able to say we're happy at hundred and five dollar a barrel oil, given what we were thinking about earlier—the possibility of it skyrocketing up to a hundred and fifty or two hundred—that's probably accounting for some of the upticks we're seeing on the pre-market trading today on the on the stock markets.
0: I think so. I mean, that's you know, oil has been one of the things that's been in everybody's eyesight, and uh, it's been an indicator. Uh, as well as interest rates on the other side. So I think both those things have given us an indication. And right now we've got a lot of green ink on the future side.
1: And it does sound a little bit like it's almost uh, working in, in an opposite relationship with the price of oil. Price of oil goes down by a tenth, The markets go up, which makes sense given how integral it is to so many of the, uh, so the companies' uh, income statements. The price of energy can really screw up a stock
0: that's right it absolutely can i mean it it adds to the cost of everything and uh and you and i and everybody out there is going to feel it uh more and more as we progress through this next quarter
1: understood speaking of the quarter ahead we're looking at the quarter behind as well kind of on the tail end of earnings season and we got a few reports out one of them is a high-tech firm that could be kind of interesting to watch oracle reported i gather
0: oracle did report they uh they, they, they missed their earnings projections by about five cents a share. However, revenue was in line with what they forecasted. Um, they continue to see a, a good shifting towards their uh, cloud-based computing system. As a matter of fact, their revenue from cloud computing increased 24% from a year ago. So, so it all sounds nice and good, except for they missed on earnings. So they're, they're down about a point and a half right now from, from where they closed yesterday. Uh, you know, I had a hard time finding any any real winners today. Uh, less, yeah, yeah, I know it was tough. I'm going to give you my only winner that I've got right now. That um, would be. Uh, you know, Dave, you could you could maybe benefit from this store, um, and it's local. Ulta Beauty, mm-hmm. you know, it, it might help you out a little bit. I know you're on the radio, so people don't see you a lot, but um, the Ulta Beauty had a really good quarter. They uh, they, they had better than expected. Profit and revenue, same store sales. Get this, beat forecast. They were up twenty one point four percent increase over over prior year. So, so good news for that. Um, and they announced a two billion dollar share buyback. So they're the only thing I have green right now on the earnings front. Up two percent. Hey.
1: I'm, I'm glad to hear a store with a local location doing well. It has it, it it, always struck me, a pre, you know, premium makeup and uh, fragrance stores always struck me as kind of a marginal business category, but they've done well here, I know, and I'm glad to hear nationally they are. Yep,
0: definitely, definitely have. All right, so i got just a couple more for you. DocuSign uh, came out. Uh, they, uh, they earned 48 cents a share. That was one cent above what was estimated. Revenue was above forecast. However, they're getting just beat up this morning um, in the pre market. They issued weaker than expected guidance for the full year, not just the quarter, but for the full year. And uh, Dave, they are paying a price today. They are down 17 and three quarter percent right
1: now. Holy crud. What if they got? New competition in the, uh, in the category or something?
0: I, I don't know, but I'm looking at some numbers, and that's going to be a new 52 week low. And get this range—the 52-week range right now—it's trading at seventy-seven dollars and ten cents. It's been as high as three hundred and fourteen dollars. Woof. Yeah, that's yeah. A- I think if you bought it back then.
1: <laughs> that's kind of a range that sounds like an Amazon stock split, almost, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, that's that's just not uh, not not real good. So, I mean, no. and, and we're talking about just the end of last year; it was in two fifty range. So. It's not, it's it's having some difficult times right now. The, uh, so the two other ones I have are not common names. Uh, Blank charging though, is something that I think um, could have some benefit. It it is a electronic vehicle charging equipment maker. And uh, with everything going the way it is in infrastructure, they could benefit from that. However, this last quarter, they had a lot bigger uh, loss than was expected. Um, their sales did beat expectations. They're seeing a lot of strong momentum because of everything that's going on, but they're still trading down this morning four and a half percent.
1: I got to believe they've got to be saying nice things about guidance, given the fact that even the government is yelling at, us about, uh, yelling at us about electric vehicles again. Yeah, and
0: I think, you know, because they're on the infrastructure front, and, um, you know, some of that stuff, I think, got passed in the infrastructure bills. So they, I'm thinking they should see some benefit around that eventually. Um, I would but, hope. The last one I have for you is one I've never heard of. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but it's called Zuma's, uh, the streetwear and action apparel company. Uh, they they're getting you know, killed this morning. <laughs> yeah, they uh, uh, you know they fell short on revenue and earnings. Um, their guidance was shy of what everybody expected. You can imagine they're getting killed this morning, down 15%, almost at their 52-week low.
1: Well, cool. We're going to have to go to the futures in order to get some good news because the indexes are good. Yesterday was a fractionally off day compared to the day before we gave back some of what we gained the day before. But it was on balance across two days and up period here. See if we can keep it going 45 minutes before we open. Philip, what are the markets doing?
0: So right now, Dave, we've got uh, a good bit of green ink, if I can get my computer. there. There we go. All right, so we got the Dow up. Three quarters of a percent, that's $256. Get this, the S&P 500 is up nine-tenths of a percent, $38. The NASDAQ 100, up 1.2%, or $163. So everything's looking pretty good on that front. Even on the commodities front, not bad. I mean, silver is down 1.6%, below $26 an ounce again. And then gold is down 1.7%. Percent, again, down below 2000 to 1965 an ounce. Crude oil, uh, it just ticked up just a little bit. It's flat right now at $106 a barrel.
1: Which still is a lot better than the worst case scenario we were being threatened with earlier in the week. So I'm not even, did you ever think you'd find yourself happy with $105, $106 a barrel oil?
0: No, and, and I'm hoping it's temporary. I'm hoping I'm going to get happier,
1: you know, at like <laughs> 90 or 85. Yeah, and which I'd never thought I'd be happy with either. Overseas markets, the Asian rim market was mixed at the close today. Japan was off considerably, but the mainland Chinese markets were up. Over in Europe, mostly up. France has some internal issues that are going on, so they're off by about a quarter, but Germany is bouncing back nicely. They're up by over 3% midway through their day. Getting a hold of somebody to try to control all this topsy-turvy stuff we got going on, the government and the brokerage houses are arguing about what's going to happen in the economy. I mean, I got to stay stable one way or the other, no matter what happens. How do I find you to get a look at my accounts?
0: Dave, you know what? That's why we developed the core retirement design to help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of and watching out for how much risk they're taking on. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Stoutler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News
1: Talk, 7.30 and 95.3 FM. And back here on Monday morning, Philip, thank you so much. You have a good day, and we'll catch you tomorrow, or on on Monday, right? On Monday, that's right, yeah, yeah. I
0: don't think we'll have a report tomorrow.
1: Yeah, you and I both get off easy on Saturdays. (laughs) Thank you much. Have a good weekend, Philip. All right, you too. Bye-bye. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
0: Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you have a great weekend. And I hope you'll join us again on Monday. Until then, have a great one. Bye now.